0: A radio show that confesses Christ without
1: confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to
2: Table Talk Radio. Jesus
0: does not lie, and he told me you're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. He told me this is my blood shed for you. He told me, whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. And I've heard the Lord's voice in the absolution, forgiven me. He's he's told me that he he loves
1: the world, that he died for the world, that he shed his blood to save me and forgive me. He said it, and he doesn't lie. Those sins, which we're supposed to be conquering, have been conquered, not by our striving to overcome them, but have been conquered by the death of Jesus. Those sins, even those pet sins that we're supposed to overcome, even the, the sins that we keep coming back to, those have been crucified with Christ. Uh, and now uh, sanctification is is putting to death the old the old Adam, the old flesh, by confessing our sins.
0: I wasn't paying attention to what you just said. Okay, moving
1: on. <laughs> Sorry, I
0: was reading Facebook statuses.
1: The train derailment of radio shows. This is Table Talk Radio. And uh today we have we're announcing something new and exciting on Table Talk Radio that is for you our listener. Yes, we have t- a new contest. Well, we pro- we have two things going
0: on and we didn't exactly sort out which is going to be for which, but this is the idea. We are going to the first thing is we are going to have a t-shirt contest. We're we're we you know, we've grown a little bit bored with just offering uh awesome uh Enrapturing, engaging radio, high content, high theological content radio for you, our listener, and so we want to offer something more.
1: Hey, just, and that just is, so you know, you're you're on Table Talk Radio, not issues, et cetera.
0: <laughs> oh, 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 sever- never. We've grown bored with the mediocrity.
1: <laughs> That's better.
0: So, so we we want to start offering mediocritical. T-shirts. <laughs> so we already have a couple of T-shirts in our T-shirt factory over there at the to- at the store, where you can buy a Table Talk Radio T-shirt, and you can also buy a T-shirt that says "I don't want to be a Gnostic," which is a classic, by the way. But this is what we want to do: we want you, the listener, to submit your T-shirt ideas, and uh, we will be selecting from those submissions the best. And we will be making it into a T-shirt. And the winner of the contest gets a T-shirt that (laughs) they designed. Good idea. idea. So you better make it one that you want to wear because if you win, you got to wear it. Now, that's one. (laughs) That's the first. Now, the second is our Table Talk Radio T-shirt outreach program, which we (laughs) want. This is actually a part of the Cult of Pure Doctrine. What we wanted to do was uh, start crafting a line of T-shirts for the delegates to wear at the can upcoming synodical convention, so they can go up to the microphone and on the back of their T-shirt they can project a message to go along with their thing. That that came to
1: you, I think, as you were thinking of the synod convention, and you wanted some Walter quote to be on the back of the shirt. Uh, yeah, something about uh, something about uh, those who say that we shouldn't concern ourselves with pure doctrine, and so inside that, just having that quote, and then having you know walther in it but the other shirt i had an idea was just saying having a shirt that simply says uh walther warned me about you
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's right now now if we could come up with that now this this is not just a single contest but this is this is a totally separate thing now they both have to do with t-shirts you can tell what evan and i were talking about today uh but the idea is we, we could have just you know, a dozen or two dozen of these convention-approved table talk radio cult of pure doctrine T-shirts, and uh, and we can try to get as many people to wear these shirts to the upcoming synodical convention this summer as we possibly can. That's the idea on that one. So you can submit your uh, T-shirt, and it'll either go into the T-shirt contest idea, the general table talk radio T-shirt contest, or it will fall into the cult of pure doctrine t-shirt to wear at the synodical convention contest and we'll see if we can get some pictures of those those would be great and we are i've decided right now we will be accepting submissions for this on our table talk radio page so you can submit them that way but you got to tag me in it so i see it because i hardly ever go and look at it, what's going on in there
1: so you're not you're not going to convention are you No, no, no! But Dad will be there taking pictures. No, this would be funny. We should we should do like a live broadcast during the convention. And when a T-shirt shows up, we should just we should have like a bingo card and guess which T-shirt is going to pop up. (laughs) That would be fun. (laughs) Oh yes, this is the kind of uh, hilarity you get on Table Talk Radio. And I have to apologize because I recently returned from a trip to uh, to Kansas for a mission festival, and uh, some of the saints there at Grace Lutheran Church McPherson. Um, who are, are, I think, some of our longest-lasting Table Talk Radio listeners have been listening for like a month. And um, they said that when uh, the, the the podcast feed doesn't get updated, they resort to the God whispers. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, so we have deepest, deepest apologies to our listeners who have resorted to the God whispers in our right. absence. But I think that we can get back on track now. So Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, so buzzwords. Give, give me your buzzword. My buzzword
0: for you is T-shirt. Con- oh, no, that's not what we're supposed to say. <laughs> My buzzword for you is conditional promise. See that? Conditional it's promise. So conditional. Right, it's right below T-shirt contest on my notes here. Uh, and it, uh, the idea of a conditional promise as contrasted with an unconditional promise uh, is an important theological idea. Now, the law, for example, gives promises. But those promises are conditional promises. So honor your father and mother that it will go well with you and you'll live long in the land that the Lord your God has given you. Now that's a promise, but it's a conditional promise conditioned upon you uh, honoring your father and your mother. Now on the other hand, the gospel is an unconditional promise. It's the forgiveness of sins which comes without any requirements, prerequisites, uh, or
1: any other conditions on it. So that is my buzzword for you. All right, and my theological buzzword for you is fanatics, and this is, comes, this is sponsored by and un, underwritten by the glossary of um, the new translation of the church and the office of the ministry tran, uh, by CFW Walther. Is that the Harrison translation? Yeah, 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 yeah. That You stumped me on that with the name that theologian. Yeah, that's why it's what? still sitting on my desk and why I decided to use it for a buzzword. Um, and Fanatic says, Luther's description of riotous false teachers and their followers, especially of the Anabaptists. Hmm. Um, and then other where, other place it says, I'm uh, uh, just going off memory now, um, uh, irrational zeal. So you have these people who are very uh, zealous for a particular thing about God, but it is from, uh, out from the basis of maybe emotion, but n- no uh, reason or intellect whatsoever. There you go. Okay, what was my buzzword? I wasn't really listening. I was getting my... Uh, conditional oh, yeah. promise. Conditional promise. Got it. Okay, let's go to the emails. Uh,
0: let's see. I got one here. Oh, this is a, uh important announcement from our listener, Rebecca. Hey, co hosts of the greatest Lutheran game talk show thing ever. Rebecca, we'd like to correct you. We are the second best. Uh, Rebecca continues. Remember how we're the second best? Because of the Australians? Yeah. I put this together on Google Docs, shared it on Facebook, and then remembered one of you doesn't have a Facebook account. So here you go. God bless. Now, what this is is a praise song cruncher uh, list that is on Google Docs that is open for everybody to edit, which means that anybody can go on there and see this and also uh, contribute to this to keep us up to date. So this is a link here, and it's on our Facebook page, but this is a great work, and we really appreciate this, uh, Rebecca.
1: And I think what we should do is put a link to this on the uh, web page, eh? Hey, that's pretty cool. Thanks, Rebecca. I think Rebecca's emailed that to me before, and I haven't done anything with it. Uh, so, yep, yeah, probably. okay. We'll try to get a link up there for people to, to look at that. We'll put it right there next to the Prey Cruncher that doesn't that has a broken link at the moment. Okay, remember, here's... remember our new thing of having super secret things on our website? <laughs> I thought I thought you might have would have fixed it by now. I should know. Nah, nee. nee. You're married. That's right. That's uh, Hi, sense.
0: pastors. Someone else writes. Who wrote this? I can't see. Hi, pastors. It's with great resignation that I send this email because it means actually admitting that I listen.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: Taking a drive through... That's why they didn't sign it, I see. <laughs> Taking a drive through Friendswood, Texas. I wonder how many people live in Friendswood, Texas. Our listener here either lives in or near Friendswood, Texas, or vacations there. I came across this huge sign billboard for Friendswood Community Church. The word church is still there for now. Maybe not all hope is lost. No, that's, it's using church as an adjective. No, adverb there. Hope Community Church. No, no, it's a verb. It's a command. Community Church. It's telling us what to do, see? Ah, okay. okay. Uh, the sign has two people dragging a massive bag that says, Life's Struggles, while the
1: large text above says, Lighten Your Load. Huh. See it? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, hmm. Well, this is actually going to fit into our game that we're going to play later, um, sort of, uh, which is Bumper Jacket Theology and Church Sign Theology. And church billboard theology now. I guess so. I guess the implication here is that if you would only come to our church, your life struggles would not be so burdensome. Um, and this this falls into the
0: whole category of American Christianity, which is church makes life better, uh, which yeah. is uh, in large way in a large way a lie. Uh, Jesus did not promise that. He promised not. He didn't promise a better life. He He promised a full life. I mean, it, I suppose life? A, for, a, a life of the forgiveness of sins is a better life. But most of the time, that's not what it's talking about here. Right. Your
1: life burdens or, you know, your debt or your busy so, schedule or So what, whatever. The, what the people lack, the people who would see this billboard, what the people lack are the tips and the keys and the skills to get through life in a better way. And if only they would come hear the sermons, they would know such things to do so that they can have an easy life. Yep. Okay, well, when we get back from this break, we're going to be playing some Table Talk Jeopardy, and oh, then after that, yeah. uh, Church Sign and Bumper Theology. Visit our website and help us with the show by donating at tabletalkradio.org. We'll be right back. Don't stop believe.
2: It's a movement. You're listening to Table Talk Radio.
1: We're back here on Table Talk Radio, and the game is Table Talk Jeopardy. I'm not sure if you remember how to do this, Pastor, but you have to put your answers in the form of a question, because that's how uh, Jeopardy works. It's been a while since we played this game, and you got to put your your questions in the form of an answer. True. That's the trickier part, I think. <laughs> well, um so I have a category for you, which I got from some random Jeopardy Labs website. Because I didn't really want to do real show prep. So my uh, theological category for Jeopardy! for you is profits.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, I, uh, You know, that's especially with Donald Trump running for president. we got to all be interested in maximizing our profits.
1: Right. Uh-huh. Yep. You're on the right track here. Good.
0: <laughs> my, my category for you is characters of church history. I've busted out the old theologian trading cards. And I will be using these to develop my clues for you.
1: You're gonna to get to pick uh for different categories. So sweet. Okay. Um so do you want to go first? Do you wanna go guess one of Oh yeah, one? I'll take what is it again? Profit margins for one hundred, please. <laughs> All right. This prophet was influent- an influential Hebrew prophet that was the son of Amos. The book that bears his name is the largest of all prophetic books with 66 chapters. Hey, all right. A Hebrew prophet, As I hope this is not
0: going to get into, like, Sanskrit (laughs) prophets or Egyptian (laughs) prophets. I'm going to be in trouble. Uh, I happen to know that uh, there's a handful of these major prophets that have the longest books. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, also Daniel. Uh, now, interestingly enough, the long I believe uh, that the longest uh, prophetic book of the major prophets is Jeremiah, but the one with the most chapters is Isaiah. So I'm going to say, who is Isaiah?
1: Let's see. I'm going to click on the little thing here and see if that's right. I don't know otherwise. <laughs> what did you say? Isaiah. Oh, sorry, you have to put it in the form of a question. Who is Isaiah? I don't
0: know. No, that's what I said. <laughs> who is
1: Isaiah? <laughs> All right, you get it. So I'm going to put a little plus sign. Oh, look, it adds up your points for you. I like this thing. Okay, so Isaiah is the correct answer. Now, I'm going to give you some options here.
0: And I think you should probably, you, these are the categories that I think you might actually know one or two people in. So um, uh, contemporary theologians, mystical theologians, radical reformed Anabaptist theologians. The Church Fathers of the Patristic era, early uh, reformers and later Lutherans, uh, contemporary theologians. Did I say that already. Yeah. Philosophers, late Reformed, early reformers, and the heretics. Now I'm gonna guess that probably either the Lutherans or the heretics are gonna be the category you're gonna wanna pick here. Well, no, That's, I was
1: I was leaning towards the mystics because I know there was guys like uh, Chris Tomlin. And um, who are the others? Matt Redman and those guys. So I'd have a pretty good shot at the Mystic category, but I'm going to go with uh, Heretics for 500 Okay.
0: Now, this is what we call... The team name for my cards here is called Orthodoxy Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. That's pretty funny, huh? Okay. What, what are the your Mystics first one? called? Uh, oh, where are the Mystics? The Mystics are called... Uh...
1: Yeah. The Munich monks. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I like it. Okay, so uh, for 500 then. The, uh, oh, you switched? No, this I heretic. Oh, This heretic was a gifted
0: intellectual, a student of law, medicine, and theology. Not only was he highly skilled in reading Greek, Hebrew, and Latin, he was also credited with the discovery of pulmonary circulation. He was a pro- prolific writer. Two of his most recognized piece, pieces include On the Errors of the Trinity and Dialogues on the Trinity. Condemned as a heretic and burned at the stake in Geneva in 1553, he roused the attention of both Protestant Reformers and Roman Catholics for his denial of the Trinity. After fleeing conviction and condemnation by French inquisitors, he surprisingly stopped to attend a sermon delivered by John Calvin at Geneva. He was quickly recognized as a wanted man and apprehended. His sentence to be burned at the stake was carried out a
1: short time later. Um, boy, uh, this is a tough one. I was expecting the uh, heretics to be of the earlier nature. Um, <laughs> Those will come. Yeah, I'm sure. You picked um, the hard one first. Yeah, well, usually it doesn't make a difference, so I thought I'd go for... <laughs> anyway, um, so a 1553 Trinitarian heretic that was burnt at the stake. That was a... Uh, um, a hearer of John Calvin. Hmm... I don't know, Alex, I'm going to have to give up on this one. The
0: answer is Michael Severitus, or Servitus. I don't ever know how to say his name. You know, this guy is a hero of our friends, the Jehovah's Witness. They love this guy, and they call him really the first, um, uh, they, they claim him as their kind of theological father. So Michael it was his,
1: was his whole thing on the Trinity, Severitus. or not on the Trinity, about how uh, Jesus wasn't of... Uh, was true god himself or i don't know exactly yeah well it must be if the Jehovah's witnesses like him so much
0: yeah they like him well yeah. they mostly like the idea that a calvinist that the calvinist burned somebody to death it really lets them <laughs> get after you know
1: yeah okay well uh, back to you then you have prophets or yeah or prophets i'll have um i'll have uh uh prophets for 200 please oh by the way you're at negative Thank you. Okay, this Southern Kingdom prophet... I'm, by the way, giving you softballs, just so you know. Thank you. This Southern Kingdom prophet is known for eating a scroll that was filled with God's Word.
0: Hmm. Okay. Now, this eating of the scroll business uh, occurs a couple of different times. I know, for example, uh, uh, both Jeremiah and Ezekiel, I do believe had to eat the scrolls. Uh, Then this thing happens also in the Revelation. Now, it is interesting that it's a southern kingdom prophet because most of the prophets were of the northern kingdom, like Elijah and Elisha and all those guys. They were northern kingdom prophets. Uh, Now, let me try to remember here. Jeremiah preached in Jerusalem, making him a prophet of the southern kingdom. Uh, Ezekiel also preached in Jerusalem, uh, but mostly in Babylon. So he was, uh, he was a prophet of the exile. Uh, yeah, uh, let's see. So Jeremiah came first, then Ezekiel. Yeah, Ezekiel was mostly over in the rivers of Babylon, where we sat down and there we wept when we remembered Zion. How can we sing songs of Jerusalem in a foreign land? That whole business. So I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with uh, the prophet. Who is, <clears throat> who is
1: the prophet Jeremiah? And. Mm. You huh. were looking for who is Ezekiel? That is a trick. So I put this little. I, so all I gotta do is hit whether you got it right or not, and then it automatically deducts your points to a negative one hundred. Okay.
0: Uh, huh?
1: If I can find a text where Jeremiah ate the scroll,
0: am I just imagining that Jeremiah ate the scroll? I think. I you, mean, I know Ezekiel; it's famous. It was honey in his lips. Remembered it? it turned yeah, to bitterness.
1: Yeah. That's. I mean, you should have known it was gonna go for the softball. Okay. <sighs> Okay, I'll take um, now. Can I switch mid? Mid? Can I switch category? Well, I don't think here? you want to. But <laughs> you can, but... Okay, uh, here. Look at this. Jeremiah a...
0: fifteen sixteen. When your words came to me, I ate them, and they were joy.
1: They were my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name. It doesn't say scroll. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to take. Heretics for 400. Okay. Uh,
0: after being rejected by the church in 144, got that? This heretic used his considerable wealth and skill to start a new sect rivaling the Orthodox Church. His theology was rather elaborate. He rejected the Old Testament and claimed that the Old and New Testaments referred to different gods, the Creator, and the Redeemer gods, respectively. Though he held that Jesus destroyed the law, he emphasized rigorous asceticism. And though he held that Paul was the only true apostle, he ignored many of his writings. His doctrine also spurred on the orthodox majority's declination of the ca- canon of Scripture. Got it. He created his own canon, excluding the Old Testament and introducing numerous edits, compilations, and omissions of the New Testament. He's... Uh, he's also remembered for composing his antithesis, known primarily by citations in Tertullian's Refutation. Antith- antithesis is a series of comparisons compiled by this
1: heretic in an effort
0: to show that the Old and New Testaments contradict one another.
1: Ooh, this is really testing the gray gray cells here. Um. Do... I don't know if it helped, but it would when the Lutherans taught law and gospel, they were accused yeah. of following this heretic. I know this. I I know these things. Um I'm just trying to think of the name here. I I uh um it's it, 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 it starts, This is good to stall starts, your answer because it gives <laughs> the listener time to think of their own answer, you know. Um so it starts with it's the one that starts with an M. It's something like um Miriam. Um oh, uh who is, is it Marcian? Who is Marcian? You got it. Is ding, that it? Ding, ding, ding. You got it. Oh. Yep, that's it. Um, I was thinking Marian, but that's not right. Marci- Martian? Martian. <laughs> Martian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so Who the, so the th- Martian? One of the big things that this guy um, is remembered for is, as you mentioned, the div- the division of the Old Testament and the New Testament. So he would talk about that there's a God of the Old Testament and a God of the New Testament, that two completely ones. And you know, this isn't that so hard to find today you find a lot of people who have a struggle with this whole thing um, that oh yeah you have God of the Old Testament but we're in the New Testament now so that doesn't count Uh, maybe we can talk a little bit more about that after this break more Table Talk Jeopardy and then uh, Bumper Sticker and Church Science Theology
2: How many Table Talk Radio listeners does it take to change a light bulb? You'll probably have to settle for one.
1: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio playing Table Talk Jeopardy. Now, we forgot to tell you at the top of the show... If you have ideas for our t-shirt contests, what to do with them, and you can call them in at 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652, or you can email them to questions at tabletalkradio.org. Questions at tabletalkradio.org. Also, at that website at tabletalkradio.org, there is a yellow button that says donate. Uh, if you enjoy the broadcast of Table Talk Radio, then uh, you can help us out by donating two bucks a month and you can be a radio clown so that's i don't think people need to donate i've got everything i need all right never mind pastor Wolfner is going (laughs) to start single-handedly supporting this radio show um okay so uh we're talking about marcion marcion that's a it's a new movie out the 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 first marcion (laughs) they just found uh water on mars uh the other day in any case, uh, so he had this division between the God of the Old Testament, and God of the New Testament. And you hear that today, don't you? That uh, yes. you hear people talk about. You you you'll point out, oh well, well you know God was rather particular about how worship uh, went in the Old Testament. They say, oh well, that's the Old Testament, and now we're in the New Testament, as if there's a complete disconnect. And where the Lutherans were charged to be followers of Marcion is in this understanding of law and gospel, I believe, right? Isn't that it? Yeah. So that that would teach that the that the law has as its purpose to show us our sin, and then the gospel for those who are contrite and repentant sinners, there is no place for the preaching of the law, but only the preaching of the gospel, the good news of forgiveness in Jesus Christ. That's the message that's to be given to repentant sinners. And um, I guess it was Rome that called the reformers uh, Marcionites or Mar- oh Marcionites? The first, they were the first Martians. <laughs> they were the first <laughs>
0: Yeah, i got to say that joke all day.
1: Oh, good. All right, your turn for a category of Table okay. Talk Jeopardy. I want to have huge profit margins for 300, please. Mm. This prophet was another Old Testament prophet who ministered to the southern kingdom. He preached a message of repentance, warning that the people's sins would lead to sorrow and death. They all did that. <laughs> I was thinking that was rather vague. <laughs> well, okay. I'm going to guess Jeremiah. <laughs> Who is? Because oh. that's what I guessed last time,
0: remember? So, uh, And remember how I got it wrong? I'm going to go back to Jer- Oh, Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet. I mean, he was sad. He, so this, the idea of, what did it say? It said something about sadness, repentance. Warning that, that the people's would sins sad. would lead to sorrow and death. Sorrow. See, that's So
1: I'm going to key on that little word sorrow and say, who is the prophet Jeremiah? That is right. You yeah. get 300 points, bringing you to a score of 200. Yep. You got negative 100. Now, this is the
0: point that all the prophets preached repentance and all the prophets preached forgiveness of sins in the name of Jesus. We know that from the book of Acts. It tells us all the prophets preached forgiveness in the name of Jesus. So... So, anyway, that's a bit of a luck, lucky guess, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jeremiah got to—the the people got carted off to Babylon, and Jeremiah ended up in Egypt, apparently. What a crazy time in history, you know? J- Ezekiel gets carted off to to Babylon. Jeremiah's down to Egypt. The temple's in ruins. 586 B.C., destruction
1: of Israel. Whew! Crazy. Okay. Yep, I'm going to go— I got go three more of these guys for you. For heretics are 300? Okay. Uh,
0: This heretic was one of the most influential Gnostic theologians of the 2nd century. Educated in Alexandria and later teaching in Rome, he was well-respected and influential in the Orthodox Church. In fact, he was nearly elected to the bishopric in Rome, losing the appointment by a narrow margin. Tertullian wrote of this event as the turning point for for this heretic... I almost said his name. Hmm. Hmm. Who indignantly left the church to teach his own doctrines.
1: <laughs> now I'm really going to think buddy. about this one. because
0: <laughs> Adopting a variety of Gnostic con- uh, concepts, this heretic developed a large and influential following, which continued to flourish following his death. Most of what is known of his writings are quotations found in the writing of early churchmen. But the discovery of the Nag Hammadi library provides some evidence to suggest that the Gnostic text the Gospel of Truth may have been written by him. This guy himself, Ire- Irenaeus ascribes a text by this title to the same heretic in his work
1: against heresies. Okay, um, so there's two things to key in on on the little clue there. The first is the I mean, you said the word Gnostic or Gnosticism like four times. Um so we're going to be looking at one of the key players of gnosticism. Now gnosticism, gnosticism remember is that uh secret knowledge that is given that um uh lifts up the uh the 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 intangible as as the things that are good and the the tangible the 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 material world as bad. So this kind of gave to the idea that uh um you know the body uh, itself doesn't matter but the the secret knowledge that you receive is good um now the second thing to key in on on figuring out who this is is to think of heretics that begin with the syllable vowel um and that's going to be a big clue in fact i'm going <laughs> to hone in on that one <laughs> and say maybe it was Val- valentinius yeah yes but uh Wait, 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 wait. That wasn't my guess. I was just saying. I was still talking. Okay, so now that I'm done talking, I'll render my guess. Are you ready? Who is Valentinius? Yeah, now that you're done explaining.
2: Oh,
0: my goodness. All right, you got it. I can't believe I gave you the answer. You're still almost lost.
1: Valentinius. Now what was unique about his view of Gnosticism?
0: Oh, he was just the guy you know, Gnosticism is everywhere. Everybody's a Gnostic. We're all Gnostics. I mean that's what that's the trouble. But uh Valentinius was just he was the guy to kind of make Gnosticism popular in the church, you know. Hmm. So I mean he was just a he was he he said, Hey you can be a Gnostic and you can be a Christian and that would be awesome. And he was wrong. Now, the, you know, when we normally think of Gnosticism, we think, hey, flesh bad, spirit good. And that's, that is that kind of dualism is is essential to Gnosticism. But Valentinian-style Gnosticism was so much more than that. I mean, they had all of these names of the gods and the histories and the eons and mm. the emanations and all this kind of crazy stuff. Did I tell you the time that I talked to a Valentinian Gnostic? I mean, like an old school, they went to some church that was like a Valentinian Gnostic church. Hmm. First Valentinian Gnostic church of Sacramento or something. And I was teaching on the Internet on uh, Revelation, and this guy would always ask these wild questions. So finally we were talking, and I said, "Where, where do you go to church? And it turns out he was an old school Valentinian Gnostic. Wow, you don't find that many of those guys around. Okay, anymore.
1: other than the first Valentinian Church of Gnosticism, where else do you see Gnosticism today? Like can, everywhere. Can, can, I know. Besides no, but, from that, nowhere. But can you point out an example, um, like in the church? You know, something that we would maybe take well, widely yeah, here, accepted. here's a Gnostic thing. So you you say, hey, uh, uh, the Lord's Supper that can't be gospel. It has to be law. Well,
0: why? Because it's it's physical. It's something you do. See. If something you do, if it's physical, then it can't be
1: spiritual. It can't have spiritual benefit. That is, my friends, is Gnosticism. Aha. Okay. um, You have another shot, then, for your category on the prophets. Yeah, look, at, and I, look we're tied at 200, but I've got the big points left. So I'm going for prophets for 400, please. This prophet warned of the coming judgment and had the famous scripture verse... Uh, they shall beat their swords into plowshares oh oh no this is not as obvious as i thought it was going to be
0: <laughs> they shall beat their swords into plowshares now i have a question
1: for you about your little quiz yeah. does it
0: have more than one answer does it repeat no profits
1: oh i don't know i don't maybe it's an uh, does it on this question
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because that's is the prophet Isaiah says that. He says they they uh they'll come to your holy mountain right in the beginning of Isaiah and they'll they'll turn, they'll beat their swords into plowshares and their um and their uh shields into pruning hooks or however That goes spears into pruning hooks. mm mm-hmm, Mhm. But I, but maybe, uh, see, I don't want to necessarily guess that Isaiah, because we had Isaiah already, and you would think that you would want to be more broad mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe there there was a couple of contemporaries of Isaiah. Maybe they were preaching the same sermon, you know, mm. working on the same idea. Mm-hmm. Like Amos, mm-hmm. I believe, was a contemporary of Isaiah, if I remember right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I know that's in Isaiah. I, how can I... Okay, i got to say Who is Isaiah?
1: And I'm sorry. You were looking for who is Micah, like in Micah 4.3 where it says, He will judge between many peoples and will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Yeah. If you want me to, I'll read also Isaiah two four. I want you to go ahead. He
0: will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many people. They will beat their swords into plowshares. That's plagiarism. That's that's, and that's prophetic plagiarism. Owners. But you know what? I, it it is Micah who is the contemporary of Isaiah and uh, not Amos. Amos was earlier, um, and so. Uh, I should. That's kind of the thing. I,
1: I suppose I should know. Yeah. So an update. When you then, have to on score. have two
0: precisely. <laughs> yeah. That's uh-huh. this this Jeopardy thing tricks
1: people like you do. <laughs> I like it when we're playing Bible B. I like it. So the the score is negative two hundred to positive two hundred. We're gonna finish up this game and then play bumper sticker and church science theology. Don't go away. You're on Table Talk Radio. Get it on. Softball
0: questions, you say. I just said, up Even when I get them right, I get them wrong. I get them wrong. <laughs>
2: hey, you really are listening to Table Talk Radio.
1: <laughs> darling you wow! got to let me know. Should I stay or should I go? That's what every listener is asking themselves right now, making it all the way to the last segment of Table Talk Radio to finish up the game. Table Talk you Jeopardy. You are part of the elite. We're Pastor Wolf, and there is trailing by 400 points. Take it easy. And hey, take uh, it, easy. it is my turn, I believe, to go for now. Do I have two yes. left or one left?
0: You got two left.
1: All right, I'll take uh, Heretic for 200, please.
0: All right. Born in the British Isles in the 4th century, this heretic later moved to Rome and became an influential teacher. He made his most significant mark during a period he spent living in Rome, emphasizing the freedom of the human will and an ascetic lifestyle. He denied the doctrine of original sin and and claimed that man could achieve perfection in natural life. He developed a theology of salvation that denied the depravity and incapacity... Incapacity, Incapacity. got it, don't worry.
1: (laughs) Incapacity
0: of man, believing that man entered the world with the ability to actively participate in the reception of God's offer of salvation. He found himself embroiled in a debate with Augustine of Hippo and Jerome, among others. Augustine first leveled the accusation that his ideas, which emphasized man's moral capacity while diminishing the necessity of God's action in salvation, ultimately were a denial of the grace of God. He eventually left Rome, and his ideas were condemned as heresy at the Council of Ephesus, 431.
1: There are certain doctrines that um, should be self-evident, uh, and one of those is the doctrine of original sin, because, um, and I suppose this is more evident for you, Pastor Wolfman, with four children than it is for me, who is very close to sanctification, entire sanctification, that is. Um, and that is original sin, so that you <laughs> would teach. <laughs> you only I mean, got to work on the I, pride, and I, then you'll be there. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you, look, you, you have kids, and you don't have to tell them to cut in line or to not take from, from your brothers and sisters, but they kind of automatically do. Now, the question is why, and the answer is because of original sin. Now, some people don't like that because um, that would mean any hope. And any credit of being saved would be completely taken away from you. So, what certain people do is they say, "Eh, maybe you have some power, or maybe, like this guy, you have all the power to make decisions for God or to act morally in a positive way, and that sin is completely uh, has no effect on the human will." And that was the position of this guy. And this is going to be the false teacher of pelagius so who is pelagius
0: (laughs) you're so so lucky what do you mean so lucky you remember the who (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. okay uh i want to i want to make this point first before i answer if you got it right or wrong and i want to say that you, you know that in original sin is inherited from the father to the children and the fact that I have four children
1: means that I'm almost out of original sin. That's not how it works, I've because I know you. I've basically given most of mine up. <laughs> I know you, so you're not going to convince me of that. Um, okay. <laughs> you're right. You are right. Pelagius it is. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, so, what's the score?
0: I can't do the math that fast. Let's see. 400 to negative 200. But I'm not worried, okay. because
1: it's time right now. Yes. For prophets for 500 please. This prophet's wife was a temple prostitute. He is known commonly for his five visions. One of these visions includes locusts. Hmm.
0: All right, so not not many of the prophets had temple <laughs> prostitutes for their wives. That,
1: that will reduce it a little bit.
0: The prophet, uh, the prophet, the 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 wife's name, I do believe it would be the prostitute Gomer. Am I right about that? I don't know. I don't uh, have that information. And that in is, front is of the me. wife of Hosea. I'm going to say, who is the prophet
1: Hosea? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. What? That is incorrect. <laughs> Did I get that wrong? Uh, <laughs> Who who is it, then? Who who would have thought this random Jeopardy! website would kick your butt? (laughs) Take it easy. This is like
0: one of those quizzes on Facebook, like, how well do you know the Bible? And, like, all the homeschoolers, like, the sixth grade
1: homeschoolers are, you know.
0: Dad, can we get a harder quiz?
1: I know. Uh, You're looking for who is Amos.
0: Really? Amos married a temple prostitute? Now, look, I'm going to go and find that Hosea also married a temple prostitute, and... Well, we know that. No, that doesn't matter. The third time in a
1: row. Amos 717 he... says, Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Your wife will become a prostitute in the city, and your sons and daughters will fall by the sword. Your land will be measured and divided up, and you yourself will die in a pagan country, and Israel will surely go into exile away from their native land. Oh,
0: sheesh. is the craziest thing.
1: Yeah, so uh, let's see. That's gonna take you to a negative seven hundred table talk. That radio is unbelievable. Points. Yeah, so I, be- <laughs> I think I'll just I'll just no. resign in the last round. Oh, well, I'll, I'll play. Why not? What's <laughs> uh? I'll take uh, heretics for extra points for one hundred, please.
0: All right, hailing from Alexandria. This heretic essentially denied the divinity of Christ. I'm going to get you a harder
1: one. No, 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 I like this one. Let's do this one. <laughs>
0: his teachings stirred controversy for centuries. He declared that Christ was created by the Father. Uh, though Christ is the source of creation, he himself was also creation of the Father. This heretic was a shrewd leader who even used hymnody to disseminate his doctrines. One of his songs included a line like, There was a time when he was not... His teaching prompted the Council of Nicaea, 325, an early attempt by the Church and the Emperor Constantine to a reestablish Church unity. To unite the Church under the banner of Orthodox Christology, Athanasius opposed this heretic's teachings. He was defeated, and the Council affirmed Christ as homoousius, and here it defines that as co-eternal and consubstantial, of the same substance, What that means, with the Father. Constantine had Arius...
1: you're good at this had this
0: heretics written works destroyed (laughs) consequently piecing (laughs) together the body of his work is nearly impossible only three letters survive along with a few quotations of his ideas in the writings of Athanasius Epiphanius (laughs) that's my favorite and others you know Uh, when
1: when Alex Trebek retires (laughs) you (laughs) you might put your name in (laughs) Oh brother. Uh, <laughs> well, um hmm, who could this be? Um <laughs> no but no this fellow who shall remain unnamed for the moment <laughs> um was was rather uh as it said shrewd to, to be inserting his teachings into the Hymnody. So you you put your false teaching into the word of the mouth of the people. And they sing it kind of mindlessly, like putting a praise song up on the screen and everybody sings along like idiots. And then they don't even realize that they're (laughs) (laughs) like a bunch of mind, like a bunch of theological lemmings. Well, come on. Isn't the point of the praise song to shut off the brain is, is that, I mean, you're trying to get past the brain. It's like that. Remember
0: the, when we were interviewing our friend Chris Tomlin, and he said, "And I said, you're probably the most influential theologian in the world because every week millions, yeah. if not billions, of people are singing your songs." And he said,
1: "Oh boy, I don't want that." Mm, yep. <laughs> and we said, "Too bad." Too bad buddy. <laughs> that's too bad. So uh, that's very, very prudent of this uh, heretic. Didn't work out for him so well at Nicaea, though. Um, who is Arius? You got it.
0: Boy. 500 to negative 700. I wouldn't have guessed that that's how this game was going to end.
1: Me neither. Hey, did you know you're on the LCMS website? Oh, yeah. On those little splash yeah. screens? Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure that was such a good idea. And it says, learn about the work of the LCMS for the past three years.
0: Yeah. Oh. I don't know why, because there's a little video, and someone sent that to me, and I said, oh, maybe I'm in the video. But No. I'm not. I'm just there to promote it. People are like, oh, I get to look at that guy's face in the video. Maybe I'll watch it. But it doesn't actually
1: happen. I'm not in the video. Hmm. Good. All right, let's go to the uh, voicemail system at 1-800-385-SOLA. Hi. Uh, I just saw a um, bumper sticker on the back of a Buick. Um, One says, one human family. And the other one says, don't take your organs to heaven. Heaven knows we need them here. Have fun with that one. That's interesting. I don't know. I'm interested to see what you think on this. So one one human family, and don't yeah, take your I'm, organs, heaven knows. I'm
0: for that. I'm for the idea of one human
1: family. Okay. And then uh, don't take your organs to heaven, heaven knows we need them here. Now, this yeah. is the opposite of Gnosticism.
0: <laughs> uh, well, there's a little Gnosticism well, there. There
1: is. But uh, the, the idea that one could, as if they wanted to, take their organs to heaven, unless they're talking about the resurrection, but I don't think they are.
0: Right. Uh, that is the, um, let's see, what do we say about this? What do we say about organ donation? I always forget. Uh, it seems like, I, I don't know, I think there's a controversy about organ donation. I don't think it is obvious that organ donation is uh, a kind of a, 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 an, a required good work. So we certainly don't ever require uh, organ donation for doing of a good work. That's the first thing. Were
1: you um, going to go on? But the because idea we're out one of human
0: family is, is helpful because the idea that you know there's not Bible doesn't have race. We're all from Adam, and that's good news, really.
1: Uh, thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like Evan's knowledge of Michael
0: Severitus.
2: Thanks uh, for listening to I this to edition of Table Talk Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Table Talk Radio is Blake not Patrick for Rose everyone. Please consult Anus your pastor Jeremiah. before listening to Table <laughs> Talk Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Side effects may include nausea, vomiting headache, heartburn, air loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the capitalists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit Table Talk Radio video.org.